Blog Talk Radio. Madden Voice, three, two, one, now. Sometimes the best laid plans of mice and men often go astray. I'm a few minutes late because things happen, right? I was trying to use my computer this time. I wanted to um, do something a little different, but Skype needed to be uploaded and blah, blah, blah. So I went back to the trusty old iPad and I'm here. Because sometimes when you have a plan, the shit just doesn't work. It happens. Whether it's you plan to go to the grocery store and you go just before Thanksgiving and it's packed and you only left yourself a few minutes so you can't go at that time. You're on your way to work, and there's a traffic accident, and you're stuck on the highway, and the next exit where you could get off and reroute is a mile down the road, and you're sitting there, and you got a big meeting, and you're fearful that you're going to be late. Sometimes things just don't go as planned. What do you do then? What do you do? Because that's just life, ladies and gentlemen. That's just life. Whether we're talking home work, or sports. It's just like sometimes it doesn't work out as you want it or hope to or as you plan to. I'm on the show right now by myself, which I do often, not because I'm egotistical and and need to be alone. My co-hosts know I love them. They're all, one is my real true brother meaning blood brother, grew up in the same house and same mother and all that bull. And the other two are my brother brothers, okay? They know they can come on the show anytime. It ain't about that. It's about me listening to all this analysis, watching all the social media, and even having some discussions about the, the loss yesterday. And if, you, you know, if you're listening, you already know Dallas lost again have lost three out of four, 26-15 at home, Thanksgiving Day to Buffalo. And the cries to fire Garrett have grown louder. This team is not very good. Um, Buffalo was the better team. Um, Dak isn't as good as we thought. The team can't beat anybody over 500. One guy I had to comment on said, and actually I'm going to read this tweet. I'm going to read it. I, I, I don't know this guy from a hole in the wall, but um, I'm going to read this tweet because this is an example of the bullshit we go through 
as cowboy fans. This is it. This is an example. And I'm going. I'm going to call him out because he put, he, his name is here. So if you want to go see for yourself, he's on Twitter. Um, he's got 123 followers. Okay, so that tells you who he is. Austin <clears throat> Lavelle is his name. Don't know the guy. If he, get, if he hears this and gets offended, I don't care. Uh, his Twitter handle uh, handle is at DemCowboys27. So I guess he's 27, which would make sense um, based on what I'm reading here. And this is what he this is what he, he tweeted. I mean, there's a few tweets here, but this is the one that caught my attention. Um, well, actually, there's two I'm gonna read because I see another one from another idiot. Um, but this is what he tweeted. Well, it's official, Cowboys Nation. JG isn't going anywhere. So for health purposes, I'm done watching this team this year. It hurts watching this team, and it's just straight embarrassing. I will always be a Cowboy fan until until the day I die. But this season is over. This this is what Dim Cowboy. This is this is his Twitter handle, Dim Cowboy twenty seven. And he's got Jalen Smith as his profile picture. And this is what I will be a Cowboys fan until the day I die, but the season is over. And I'm not going to watch any more games because it hurts. It hurts my feelings. Here's something he retreated, but in fairness, he didn't write this. This is um, another brain surgeon, uh, Steve Naclario. Um, and he's got a picture of himself. Looks like he's at a cowboy game in his in his in the background of his profile. Picture of himself with a Dak Prescott jersey. So you know, the more gear you wear, and the more tattoos you get, and you know, the more stuff, pictures and stuff that you can show um, that you go to things. That means you're a bigger fan. You know that, right? That that's it. I'm a I'm a fan because I got a tattoo. This guy doesn't, but I've I've had this conversation in the past. I'm a fan because I got a tattoo on my arm. So I'm a bigger fan than you because you didn't go get a tattoo. So where's your commitment, dude? So this is what Steve, um, well, I don't know because his, his Twitter handle is Steve Ospidor, but the name is Steve McClario. So I'm just going to call him Steve. Uh, born and raised silver and blue. Cowboy fan since 1976. So this is a guy I would imagine that's in my age group. Um, and he's in my area. It says Cowboys. Cowboys fan in the tri-state area. So he's in my area. This is what he wrote. Dear Jerry, the Dallas Cowboys fans are too loyal and too good to be subjected to your incompetence as a general manager any longer. You have embarrassed a proud franchise. It's not about you. The Cowboys will always be bigger than you. Step aside. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, tweet him. Um, I disagree and be proud. Hold on. Be proud. I'm typing here. Be proud. You made, you earned. How about you earned? Instead, you made, you earned a mention as we speak on my show, The Madden Voice. He may not give two, two rat's asses, and, and why should he? Um, and maybe, you know, maybe he'll, you know, he'll, he'll tune in and listen and take exception to my comments. But I don't. I don't care. I really. I really. Don't. I'm disgusted. Um, so this is a guy. That's, I'm getting off Twitter. I'm, I might go back to Twitter because there's other stuff on it. But let me. Let me. Let me just holler. So this is a guy. Well, let me. Let me. Let me. Let me talk about the first idiot first. And yes, 
I don't know these guys, okay? So is it fair for me to call them idiots? Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I'm being harsh. I don't care. Their, their views are idiotic, that's for sure. And generally, idiotic views come from idiotic people, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're great guys. Maybe, you know, who knows? The first guy, Mr. whatever his name is, Dim Cowboys 27. I'm assuming the 27 is his age. I don't know. Maybe it's his IQ. I don't know. But here, here's where I'm at. You're a diehard fan, and you're quitting on a team that right now is 6-6 six and six and still in first place. And here's a newsflash, in case, you know, anybody out there needs to understand how football works. Let's say the Eagles beat the, the Dolphins on Sunday, which is very likely, and the Eagles go to 6-6. Six and six. The Cowboys would still be in first place. Straight head-to-head is first. They're 1-0 against the Eagles. Division record is second, the tiebreakers. They're 4-0 in their division. So even if, uh, even if we get up Monday morning and both teams are 6-6, six and six, record-wise they're tied, but if the, if the playoffs if the playoffs are going to start next weekend, Dallas will win the division. So your division-winning, I'm sorry, division-leading team who is in a slump, who is not playing very well, and we'll get into all of that shortly, Six and six, and you're going to say, I'm done watching football, Cowboy games, because the season is over. The, the, the fuck? What is wrong with you? Now, if, if this dude hears me or finds out I said these things or what have you, because I did tweet him back, and he's like, hey, you know what? You're right. I was wrong. It was an emotional. I was just pissed off. Okay. You know what? It happens. I don't know that I've ever said I think one time I said, I- I'm going to reconsider my loyalty to the Cowboys. I think I've said that one time in, in you know, 35, 40 years. I think I said it once on, on this very show. Um, I don't think I've ever I've, – I've, I've suffered with this team. I've suffered through 1-15. and 15. I've suffered through 4-12 and 12 and Romo being out and the team just struggling. And I- I've suffered with this team. I ain't going nowhere right now. I'm looking at get up. Uh, FPI chance to win the NFC East, the Dallas Cowboys, 62%. It, it's football power index. Uh, Eagles, 38%. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, does that stuff mean anything? I don't know. The poll said that Trump was going to get model out any one. So, well, who knows? Statistics, you know, uh, you, you can find a statistic, I guess, that supports anything. But, you know, it's what they're reporting. Even after this loss. And, and they're talking about it, right? I'm not listening. Lewis Riddick, who I actually respect, he's talking about it. And, you know, Greeny and these guys are talking about it. Good for them. I wanted to talk about it. So that's guy number one. Guy number two is asking the owner to step aside. The owner slash general manager to step aside. Now, have you looked at that roster? Have you looked at that draft? How about the coaching staff other than Garrett? Garrett is the one getting all the heat. And, you know, he deserves it. And if Jerry got up today and said, I'm firing Garrett, there would be no one that would complain, not one person. But let's put Garrett aside for a minute. Um, beginning of the season, Kellen Moore was the next Sean McVay. Oh, let's get rid of Scott Linehan. I said it. I said it right here. I did say I was skeptical about Kellen Moore because of his youth and his lack of experience. And But, you know, hey, I, I, in, in, in Will McClay and all these guys I trust. And overall, how has offense looked compared to previous years? Not quite as predictable. Not quite as sluggish. Overall, if you look at the entire 12-game sample size, his first year is offense coordinator. Everybody wants to put Chris Richard 
in, you know, Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick's category. He's the next great head coach, even though the defense has certainly been up and down. We know how good Rod Marinelli is. Rod Marinelli has a history signing people off the street and getting them to play well. Look at what he did with Randy Gregory and David Irvin and some of these guys. Rolando McLean comes back from, you know, suspension and all that and, you know, earns a Pro Bowl. And, I mean, you know, how's that working out for you? John Kitna comes back in to be quarterback coach. Overall, over 12 games, how's that been playing? Pretty good, huh? Yeah, he had a shitty game yesterday. But how's he been playing over 12 games? Pretty damn good, huh? How's the offense looked over 12 games? I'm just saying. Came into this game, number one ranked offense in the NFL. Defense was a top 10 defense. You get caught up as creatures of the moment. And let's ask the owner and general manager who has done his fucking job. He has given us a very solid coaching staff. How do you think the the training department is doing? Keeping the offensive line on the field. Keeping key players in the game. Mark Cooper's been hurt all year. He's getting an MRI today, right? Or Monday or whenever. He's getting an MRI. Came out of the game yesterday. Did he come back in, though, after laying down on the field for a good few minutes? But did he come back in? Yeah, I saw him back out there. Vanderus has got a neck thing. I don't know what that's all about. They're saying it's not career-threatening. You never want to mess around with a neck because of, you know, think about Peyton Manning and all that, and spinal and all that. So, you know, they're playing these. How's Sean Lee been this year? Mr. I'm always hurt. Thank God he didn't retire. Thank God he stayed on the team to give us depth. Because I can't even imagine what this defense would look like if we didn't have Sean Lee and Benderes. And, hey, I get it. We're not playing at the level we should be playing at. No, I'm talking about Jerry Jones and this, this guy's name, Jerry Jones, step aside. He owns the goddamn team. The team is worth over $5 billion. I know that may not matter to the average Cowboy fan, but you know what? That's why the team is on TV almost every week. That's why there's no shortage of coverage of this team every week. That's why if you live in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and you want to watch the Cowboys, you can. I remember the days where you had to live in Dallas to see the Cowboys most of the year. Now I got NFL package to see Cowboy games that I haven't missed. Do you know how many Cowboy games I've seen on NFL package out of 12 this year? One. Maybe two. I think only one. Every other game has been on TV. They're the number one sports franchise in the world. And we as fans get a lot of perks because of that. And, and let's tell the owner who made that happen, step aside. General manager, all the talent in the world, year after year after year. Now, if you want to say the problem is Jason Garrett and he hired Garrett, and okay, okay. Criticize. He ain't going to be perfect. They're showing Stephen A. Smith. I have not watched this idiot, you know, drinking wine and being all happy. It's all an act. You guys know that, right? I mean, you, you, you guys know that this whole hatred of the Cowboys, Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless have made a career out of two things. Two things. The Dallas Cowboys and LeBron James. That's it. Tim Tebow back in the day helped Skip Bayless a bit. But the Dallas Cowboys and LeBron James. Skip is making somewhere around six million a year. Stephen A. around eight million now because Skip went over to Fox and he was getting, you know, now Stephen A. is, you know, the number one face of ESPN. Hey, I ain't hating on the guy. God bless you. Make that money, bro. I ain't mad at you. But y'all, don't 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 fall for the 
the, the Instagrams and the Twitters and the smiles and how about them cowboys and the nauseating, although he's kind of right about the nauseating fan base. But don't fall for it. It's all to get us riled up so that we watch more, just like the Cowboys and the Patriots have their fans and they have people that love to hate them. It's just, it's just a gimmick. Don't fall for it. I haven't even watched his little thing. And I, I watch her state because I like the show, but it doesn't matter. As he would say, which he stole. He stole, by the way, the mere bag of shells. He stole. I, I'll let you figure out where he stole that from. Most of his stuff is stolen. Mere bag of shells he used. Anyway, I, I read these comments, and I'm sitting there, and I say to myself, I, 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 are you a fan or are you not a fan? Should you be frustrated today? Oh, hell yeah. Should you be angry today? Oh, hell yeah. Is it fair to say that you want Jason Garrett fired? Absolutely. Is it fair to criticize Jerry Jones? To a point, yeah. The Cowboys deserve any negativity that the fans want to give them, short of, I'm not going to watch the games anymore, short of Jerry Jones. Even said, this is not a Jerry Jones issue. Jerry Jones, I called it on this show. I said he is a genius. I said this two, what, what is it, Friday now? By the way, happy Thanksgiving. I'm sorry. I'm just so worked up. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Regardless, don't let the Cowboys loss ruin your time with your family and getting your grub on. Got leftovers today. They should have a name for this other than Black Friday. It should be like Leftover Friday or something or, you know, Grub Part 2 Friday. You know, I, I got food from my mama. My girlfriend made, uh, you know, uh, food. Um, I, I unfortunately didn't get to see her yesterday, just the way life is. But I'm gonna shoot up there today to her crib, and she's, you know, she, she she's Italian, but she's girlfriend cook. I'm gonna get, you know, I'm gonna get some stuff from her, and I got food for the weekend. Now I got, I got Thanksgiving food for the weekend. I'm gonna stop the store and get me some bacon and some brown sugar. If you don't know the recipe, if you love bacon, make make yourself some candy bacon. You're upset? Make yourself some candy bacon. Okay. Okay. It's awesome, and there's a lot of different recipes. Candy bacon. If you like bacon and you like sweet, a little bit of salt, make yourself some candy bacon. And if you drink, you can have it with a little whiskey. If you don't drink, have it with some water or juice or coffee. or something. I mean, not coffee. I'm drinking coffee right now. Anyway, back to the, the, the subject in here. It disgusts me that all, of, all the negativity comes out and it's not focused in the right direction. It's okay to be upset. Hey, look, this game, I don't want to say it was embarrassing. I, I had some cousins – Stopped by my mom's yesterday, and one of them is a Bills fan. He like looked at me like, you know, I'm a Bills fan. I wouldn't. I didn't know he's a Bills fan. Sorry. I, <laughs> if you're not a Cowboys fan, I don't really know what you are. To be honest with you, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't see you. Nothing personal, cuz we family. Love you, but why would I know that? Um, he came in and just put the mojo on the day. They, they were there about half the game, halftime. They bounced. I'm like, good. Let's get. Let's get. Let's get it on. And hey, the Cowboys didn't play well at all. They did. And. I would start with we need to go find a kicker now, not at the end of the season. He he did this last season. Brett Maher, <clears throat> a, a, a.k.a. Brett, maybe Maher, did this last season. Okay, so it was his first season. You let Dan Bailey go because you thought this guy was a – he got a great leg as far as strength goes. Okay, so you had off-season special teams to work with him doing the same shit this year, maybe even worse than last year. I don't know what the numbers say. But he's missing kicks he should be making. That's the bottom line. He's missing kicks he should be making. And, you know, when it's 13-7 at the end of the half, 
and you're clearly playing for a field goal because you had a timeout in your pocket and you didn't throw one pass downfield towards the end zone. So you're playing to get three points to try to swing some momentum and make it, you know, a, a closer game going into the half. So I don't know that I agree with that philosophy, but you know what? If that's your plan, then that's your plan, and he misses it. So instead of 13-10, it's 13-7. Then um, you have another opportunity to get a field goal. He misses that one. So you're in a situation where the game, instead of being 16-7, could have been 16-13. You think that's a little bit of a different game? Instead of two scores, you're down one score, and it's not even a touchdown, it's a field goal? Do you think that's a different game at that point? I think so. But so for me, it starts right there. You know, <clears throat> it's deflating for a team to work so hard at the end of a quarter, I'm sorry, at the end of a half, at the end of a game, in key situations, you work hard against a good defense that was putting, you know, pressure on Dak all day. We'll get to Dak <clears throat> in a minute. But, and you get in the field goal range, and then your kicker misses. You know, we were spoiled. We had Dan Bailey for a number of years. We cut bait with him. Now he's over in Minnesota. Actually, he's kicking well again. Um, but we had Mr. Automatic. I mean, he was Mr. Automatic. And I said, then enjoy this. Enjoy this. Because it doesn't, it's, it's you know, why do you think the Colts have stuck with Vinatieri, Vin, Vin, whatever the hell his name is, the guy that also coached for the Patriots, 46 years old. It is not easy to get a kicker that you can rely on. Maher is not it. Go get another kicker. Keep him on the roster. If you can afford it, keep them both throughout the year because you can bring Maher into those 60-yard, you know, Hail Mary kicks. But, you know, the 30 to 50-yarders, 30 to 55-yarders, yeah, no. Nah. He's not reliable. He's not dependable. You sit there and you literally, you know, when, when, when Bailey would kick and he would come on a kick, that would be like, all right, let me get an extended bathroom break. I know that's going in. Let me go to the bathroom or let me go make my food or, you know, I know I got an extra two minutes because I don't even have to watch it. I could hear it. And it's good. You know, I, I knew it. This guy, you hold your breath. He got to go. And it matters. It matters. Special teams matters. His inability to be accurate on field goals consistently is a problem. He got to go. Um, yesterday, Dak Prescott looked mortal. Had a great year. Did not look good at all yesterday. Very uncharacteristic of Dak yesterday. <laughs> at home, in, you know, a comfortable environment where he has played extremely well, he was uncomfortable all day because the, the, the Bills were able to put pressure on him with four or five. So where was our offensive line? But I'm going to say Dak's decision-making was not up to par. I mean, the, the pass to Zeke in the flats when it was fourth down, I mean, I don't know that Zeke would, would have scored. But if you're gonna if you're not gonna throw the ball in the end zone for a touchdown and you're trying to give it out there to Zeke, what was that? Two strip fumbles? What was that? You're you're in the grass and you throw that interception to the lineman? What was that? Like that's the kind of stuff and, and the reason I I know people will say strip fumble offensive line issue, but the quarterback has to have a mental clock. And you you, you, you know you know, you take your drop back and you, your clock starts ticking and you got to have that feel. And normally Dak has that feel. And yet those times he was caught flat-footed, you know, and, and your job, your number one job is to protect that football. That's three turnovers from Dak. No, no good. No bueno. You, you're betting on yourself. I'm betting on you too, brother, but no bueno. 
You see, when you want to sit there and blame Jason Garrett and Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones and, and, you know, the whole front office and the whole, are we not looking at the players? Jason Witten, which drops. Jason Witten is a Hall of Famer. I've seen too many drops from you this year, bro. What's going on? You're not too old to play the game. Okay, you're 37. So it's not age. It's not Russ. What happened? I think I think when you look at it, you'll see more drops from him this year than maybe his previous, I don't know how many seasons combined. We've got to hold the players accountable. Cooper had a bounce back, had a better game. Was it, Did Randall Cobb even play? Because the first half, I didn't even know he was on the field. Second half, he did a few things. But I didn't even know he was on the field. And I'm sorry, Jordan Lewis. Um, Cole Beasley was a teammate. Okay? We don't know how to take Cole Beasley away. He was on this team for eight years. He did to them what he did. He did to us what he did for us for years. We know what he's capable of. I saw a video on DallasCowboys.com where Will McClay and Rob Phillips, or was it? No, it wasn't. It was Nick Eatman. And Will McClay was diagramming the effectiveness of Cole Beasley. So we don't know how to limit him. The brilliance of Bill Belichick is he will take away your top weapon. Why is he the only one that seems to be able to do that? I, I'm telling you now, I'll take a loss. I would not let Cole Beasley. And, hey, nothing but love for Cole. You know, he played hard for us. We weren't going to pay him. Um, he went and got more money with Buffalo. And as happens many times, happened with DeMarcus, happens with, you know, Martellus. These guys go and, and find better opportunities elsewhere and get themselves in a position, um, you know, to get to the playoffs and do things they couldn't do in Dallas. God bless them for that. But when you leave, other than maybe uh, uh, Emmett Smith or, you know, a Hall of Fame or even DeMarcus Ware, I would never call him an enemy. But Cole Beasley, yeah, bye. You're an enemy now. I wouldn't. There would be no way on this planet that guy would have eight catches for 100 and some yards or whatever he had, gashing us. Like, I'm glad that Martellus Bennett and I'm not sure who else, but there was shouting coming from the the Dallas locker room, and some of it had to do with we're better than this. And you know, I I said on Twitter yesterday or the day before, um, Jimmy Johnson told a story on um, first things first about they had lost the game that they should have won and they were flying back and the waitress or the stewardess came out and said, you know, should we serve the, the meal? And uh, Jimmy Johnson said, no, they're not eating, you know? And I guess Dave Wonstadt was the uh, defensive coordinator the next morning. He goes, Hey, you know, that was kind of rough. You know, well, these guys didn't get their, their post game meal. He goes, I don't care. I want them uncomfortable with losing. I want them hurting. And, and whatever I can do to facilitate that, that's what I'm going to do. This is Jimmy Johnson, who had arguably the best five-year stint any coach has ever had with any team. And if you watched him, you could still see inside that fire. He, he's not coming back. Don't get all excited. But he knew what he was doing. I'm glad that there was arguing, not arguing, but, you know, people holding each other accountable in the locker room. All accounts are, although there were a couple of people on Twitter that said, I don't think it was as positive as everyone's making it out to be. Okay. But all the accounts were that it was, you know, like, yo, this has to stop. And sometimes that's all, it, that's all you need. It's someone like a Michael Bennett 
who is a Super Bowl champion, to say, this ain't good enough, guys. All of us need to be better than this. Everybody. And maybe it will get some effect. I don't know. But I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad that people were upset. And, you know, one thing I will say about Jason Garrett, and I, and I, I'm not, I'm not mad at him, but I just wish that he would show some emotion. And I get it. It's not his style. But, you know, in a game like this, you've lost three out of four. Your team's dropped to six and six. Um, you know, you know, your job was on the line and all of that. And, and, you know, and now, and I'll get to Jerry Jones again in a minute, but, you know, Jerry Jones called you out publicly and, um, I guess I, I kind of wish that you would show a little more emotion. I, I, I think the team needs to see that, not just behind closed doors. I know you do it privately, but I think they need to see that in the press conference, their coach showed some emotion. He didn't just go out and say the same old thing. We didn't perform well enough. We got beat. Um, they were, they're a good team. Um, we didn't do the things we needed to do. We didn't execute. And, you know, we need to do better coaching. And, um, you know, we're going to watch the film. We're going to clean this up. And we're going to get better from it. I'm tired of hearing that. And you know what? Dak's starting to sound the same way, too. Dak's starting to sound the same, you know, talking points. You know, I work for a large bank. And when something happens, and I'm not going to say who they are. I may have said it in the past. I'm not going to say it today because I don't want to. Uh, but when something happens that hits the press, I'm one of the people that has to deal with that with a certain constituency. And we get talking points from our communications department. They'll send us, okay, here's what, you, here's what you're allowed to say. That's what, that's what Jerry, uh, Jimmy, not Jerry Jones, uh, Jason Garrett and Dak Prescott sound like. They sound like robots. Dak, you know, I wouldn't, and I, uh, we didn't play well enough. But, you know, I know the character of the guys in the locker room, and we're going to get it right. I promise you that. And, and you know, I wouldn't want to be in a battle with anybody but these guys. Shut up. It, it's the same post-game press conference every time. I don't think that works. I think that's fake. I think it's okay to be Bill, Bill Parcell. I think it's okay. I mean, I get it. Bill Belichick does the same press conference every time, too, but doesn't say anything. He just says, um, you know, you know, we did what we needed to do. Now we're on to Miami. They'll try to lure him in and be like, look, this game is over. We're, we're, we're on to Miami. And he'll say his, you know, normal, you know, crappy lies about how good the team is. You know, a team's 0-11. Oh, this is a good team. This team's better than their record is. It's a good team. You know, he's got a program, too. But he doesn't say much. He says just enough. And then he goes on and like, okay, bye, I got to go. Genius at work, leave me alone. He's earned the right to do press conferences any way he wants with his resume. He's earned that right. Jason Garrett, give everybody more. Give the fan base something. Yes, we matter. Why do you think Jimmy, uh, Jerry Jones is out there every chance he gets? You ain't saying nothing. You're not saying a damn thing. That frustrates me. Then you're going to go behind closed doors and drop all the F-bombs if you didn't see all or nothing from two years ago on Amazon. Guy curses like a sailor. So, so, oh, so there's two of you. So there's the front guy who sits there and he looks like he's plastic. 
And then there's the, the real guy who curses like a sailor. Oh, got it. Okay. How about somewhere in the middle we see that guy? They're showing the highlights. There's Maher, 16-7. 16-7, kicked Mr. Vigil. Had, had he made both right there at 16-13. They're showing the pass to Zeke in the flat. Again, I don't know that Zeke scores, but the pass was terrible. You know, Zeke didn't even get a chance to, you know, do what he do, do what he's capable of. I, I don't know that he would have scored, but it would have been interesting. And here's Dak, and I, and I can tell you what he's saying. We're not worried. We're going to go, you know, blah, 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 blah. I, I just wish these guys showed some emotion. I think that's what we need to see. And, you know, I don't know. It's an emotional game. We got a guy hitting a guy with a helmet. <laughs> you know? We got a guy trying to rip the helmet off this other guy. It's an emotional game. Show us some emotion. Show us that you're annoyed. The only one I've seen show any a semblance of emotion other than Jerry Jones some tears yesterday because he was emotional is Demarcus Lawrence. I've seen him get a little riled up. Everybody else is like, you know, push the button, hit play, and we'll get talking points. I'm sick of that. I'd like to see that you guys are as pissed off as we are. I know you are. I know you are. But it would it would help us all to see that is my point. And sorry, guys, fans matter. Because we're the ones sitting in those seats rooting you on. We're the ones on social media, you know, supporting you. Let's go to Twitter. As I said, I would. I'm curious to see what else is out there. I'll share it with you. If you're interested in calling in, 347-838-9525. 347-838-9525. Let's go to Twitter. Uh Emmanuel Alcho, he's got a blue thing next to him. If Jerry Jones doesn't fire Garrett tomorrow, he's complicit with pathetic Cowboys mediocrity. Fire Garrett, promote Chris Richard. Richard won't cost the Cowboys any games they were going to win, and it's a legit audition for a head coaching candidate. Oh, aren't you brilliant? Because not because not like everybody in the world hasn't said fire Garrett and promote Richard. Right. So why do you think he didn't extend Garrett in the offseason? Why do you think – he promoted Richard to kind of co-defensive coordinator, even though that's not his official title, kind of what he is. He's setting him up to be the next head coach if he needs to fire Garrett. I mean, I'm sorry, guys. Don't, you know, you know, like, cause we're sitting, you know, in our living rooms or in our, in our TV studios, we know more than the guys running the damn organization. They're talking about it again. It's going to be news, you know, all day today. And then, you know, we'll, We'll uh, we'll we'll uh, shift on to some other games. Not me, but you know the media. Um, I'm just scrolling through. Uh, let's see, Todd Archer. How come Todd Archer doesn't have a little blue thing? He's a he's a you know everybody knows who he is. For all the folks clamoring for a coaching change, where do you go from Jason Garrett? Most talk most talk about Chris Richard, but as a passing game coordinator, it doesn't much to inspire. Rod Marinelli, he was the head coach of an 0-16 team in Detroit. I think there's more, but you get the you get the point. Um, these are like old. I want like uh, the enemy against greatness is unwillingness to change. David Hellman, uh, DallasCowboys.com. I actually like his tweets. He's he's pretty good. Um. 
Brian Broaddus, who no longer works for the Cowboys, um, was dead wrong about the talent on this team. Okay. If you say so. You know, there's there's being a bad team, and then there's playing poorly. Sometimes they're one and the same. Sometimes they're not. You know? I mean, did the, did the Patriots got whooped by the Ravens. Are the Patriots a bad team, or did they just play poorly? They got outplayed by a better team. So it happens. Now, one could say, yep, you know, the Cowboys haven't beat a winning team. Um, they're overrated. I get all that. I get all that. Those are all reasonable positions. I'd say I'm not going to say they're a bad team, though. Mediocre. Mediocre. Average. Not a bad team. They're 6-6. Six and six. And, and, and they're in the division lead. Sorry. I can't. It's not my fault that there's no competition in the NFC East. It's not my fault. Don't blame me for that. That's the truth. But don't blame me. Don't blame them. Still in the first place. Just saying. A uh, quote from Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott. We're pissed off. We know what type of team we have, and we haven't put that on the field at all this year. We're a better team than we've been putting on the field every Sunday. I mean, that's nice. I'd like to hear more of a commitment to actually do that now. Put your money where your mouth is, Zeke. Now, you were not the problem yesterday. 12 carries, 71 yards. Why you only had 12 carries is beyond me. Oh, and, you know, can we, can we now get rid of this whole fast start versus a better start? They, they came down first series, scored seven points, didn't score again until late in the fourth quarter. So they got the fast start that everybody wanted and still lost. What we need is a team that's going to play 60 minutes start to finish and be consistent, do what they know they can do. I don't want, I don't want to hear, oh, you know, you, you got to have a fast start to win because they had a fast start and where did it go? It does, it, you know, it, 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 that whole thing is, is crap. The Lions started off, you know, pretty much, pretty much the first quarter. They look like crap. I'm sorry, not the Lions. They're showing the Lions. The Bills. How'd they end up looking by the end of the end of the game? Pretty damn good. So I, I don't want to hear any more about the Cowboys need a fast start. What else do we have on Twitter? Um, some good talk about Michael Bennett. Yep, love it. Oh, you know, and and. That play, the quarterback sneak where he fumbled the ball and he picked it up and he, and he, you know, went in and got the first down and he was all fired up. I watched that play repeatedly. I was trying to understand. And there was a lot of criticism that Jalen Smith was kind of standing there. And I, I will say this. He could have made a tackle, but I think he wasn't sure if, if the ball wasn't already recovered and had he went to tackle the quarterback and he didn't have the ball, guess what? Roughing the quarterback, unnecessary roughness, and then they get an automatic first down. So I think when you look at the play and you see him kind of analyzing, he's trying to determine. And then by the time Allen actually got the ball, it's too late. You know, it's too late. And it, it's kind of look at the draw. How often does that happen? How often is there a box snap and no one else grabs the ball or falls on the ball? I mean, for Josh Allen to have the mindset to pick the ball up with all those arms down there and then still lunge forward and get the first down is remarkable. Most, even veteran quarterbacks would have just fell on the ball. It's been like, you know what? You know, let's just, let's just fall on this ball. And, but, you know, 
kudos to him for that. But I think the criticism on Jalen Smith is a bit much because I guarantee you he was thinking, oh, yeah, I could have went in and, and, and hit Josh Allen. But I didn't see that he had the ball. And, even, and, and if he didn't have the ball and I hit him, guarantee a penalty's coming out. Thank you, NFL. All right, a couple more tweets, and we're going to get on out of here. Uh, let's see. Yep, yep, yep. Or this guy says, what do I disagree with? What do I disagree with? This is the guy I talked about. I, I don't even know if I even want to engage him in discussion, to be totally honest with you. I get frustrated. I really do. I get frustrated with some of these Cowboy fans. Um, I, I really do. Yeah, that's I I I I got I got nothing else on Twitter. Um, look, here's the bottom line. You know, I got a 24 hour rule. Sometimes it does go to 48 hours, but no more. Um, and then we move on. We've got a beatable Bears team in Chicago who you know did their job against the Detroit team that beat us. Um, it's going to be a good game. Um, two weeks ago, I would have said, mere bag of shells, we'll beat the Bears. Even Train was like, yep, I, I got nothing for you. Um, now that's a, that's a pick em game, even though, you know, we'll be favored and every index in the world will say, you know, the Cowboys should win this game. And everybody will say the Cowboys should win this game. It's going to be a pick em game. Um, I like our chances because Trubisky is, he's uncertain. But we, we have a habit of making uncertain, unproven Young quarterbacks look good. That's what we've been doing this year. Um, so let's see. Let's see what we're able to do against the Bears. Um, had we gotten a win yesterday or Sunday, one out of these two, the whole feel of this team is different, especially Sunday. Um, but I think what people have to kind of understand, even though you know it was twenty-six to seven in the fourth quarter and helped Dallas to get a late touchdown, I, I did not feel like this was a blowout. It was a bad game, and the Cowboys didn't play well. And as a Cowboy fan, it's extremely frustrated, or frustrating. But it didn't feel like it, – it felt like Dallas could get on track any moment and make this a game. It just felt that way, and it, it was never to be. So let's just say we'll put this in the Packers game, even though they came back to, you know, a field goal from making it a one-possession game. Let's put those in the same category. 10-point, 11-point loss out of 12 games. So that's 0-2. Put that aside. So if you look at 6-4, and four, there's not a game in there that Dallas lost that they couldn't have won. So now you're looking at a 10-2 and two team versus a 6-16. and 16. You look at any one of those four losses, they're all one-possession losses, and they're all games that Dallas could have won, especially the Jets game. So this team, even with the debacle of yesterday, even with the embarrassment of yesterday, this team is still a bounce here, a bounce there, a penalty here, a penalty there, you know, a catch here away from a much better record. And I get it. It's a 60-minute game. You can't diminish it down to a play here and a play here. Oh, yes, I can, because that's part of the game, too. Ask any Raiders fan how they feel about the tuck rule and tell me that single individual plays don't matter. Sure they do. So this team is not that far away from being 10-2. and two. So they laid two eggs. Got it. It's frustrating. 
got it. What did you think? They were going to be 12-0 and 0 now? They're not 10-2. and 2. Damn sure ain't 12-0. and 0. They're 6-6, and 6, which makes them mediocre. But guess what? Where would you – okay, you want to be where New Orleans is and say, I've won my division, I'm in the playoffs. And now we're just trying to see where we seed and try to battle for a home field playoff advantage. Okay, you want to be there. The second place you want to be in, if you're not winning a division and trying to see where you're going to see, is in control of your own destiny. The Eagles are not in control of their own destiny. Actually, maybe they are. They went out. They're ten and six, including beating Dallas, which will put Dallas at nine and seven. So actually, okay, I, I, I retract that statement. The Eagles right now are also in control of their own destiny. Destiny at five and six. If they went out, including a win over Dallas, that puts them at ten and six. It gives Dallas their seventh loss at nine and seven, and the Eagles would win the division. So, I am mistaken. But Dallas is in, also in control of its own destiny. You don't need any help from anybody to get into the playoffs and win a division and go in as a four seed and host the playoff game. You don't need anybody's help. You can go in. You got the Bears. You got the Rams. You got the Eagles. You got the Redskins. Bears are a beatable team. Did you see how pathetic those Rams looked against uh, the 49ers? I get it. It was the 49ers, but still the Rams, you know, six and five currently. Eagles, we mollywopped them in Dallas. We played them well in Philly. Let's see what happens. I get it. You know, it, who knows? But historically, the Eagles do not play well against Dallas since Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz have taken over. And then you finish the game against the Redskins, which, you know, I, I guess no win. No win is a given at this point. But is it is it a stretch to think that Jerry Jones's dream, Jerry Jones's you know, proclamation of, I want to make history, and I'm going to do it with Jason Garrett, and we're going to go on and win four or five straight and get in the playoffs and make a run towards the Super Bowl. Is that really fictional? Could you not see this team do this? I get it. I get it. I know you're yelling at me right now saying, T, you're a delusional fan. No, I'm not. I'm asking a question. Is it out of the realm? Did we not see a New York Giants team in 2011? go on a run at the end of the season, get in the playoffs, and actually win the Super Bowl? Did we not see that? Is it, is it totally unbelievable? I know what you're saying. Yes, because of Jason Garrett. Well, I'm sorry. I think it's possible. Will it happen? Who knows? I'm not predicting it. But I'm saying is don't be so quick to throw in the towel. What did, what did uh, Rocky say when he was fighting Tommy Morrison? I didn't hear no bell yet. You know, to all the fans out there, I feel your pain. I feel your frustration. You know, it's tough. You know, if you're around your people watching the game yesterday, I'm sure you got, you know, you got ribs and, you know, I get it. I get it. Arguably the most underachieving team in the NFL this year, arguably. Falcons may be able to take a claim to that since they got beat last night. Um, But arguably, I get it. No one's saying you can't be frustrated, can't be angry. You don't want to see something change. But don't jump off the fan bus unless you're a bandwagon fan. Cool it with the Jason Garrett needs to be fired. That's uh, Jimmy, Jerry, Jerry, I can't get all these names straight. 
Jerry Jones has been very clear that Jason Garrett will be the coach for the rest of the year. Now, who knows what happens if they become mathematically eliminated at some point because he make a move. You know, I, at this point, I think Garrett's got the job for the rest of the year, no matter what. So let's get off of that. Okay, let's get off of that. How about re-rally? Sometimes what you put out in the universe, you get back. How about re-rally? How about fans get together and instead of all this negativity and all this animosity and all of this hatred, how about we get together behind our team and our, and our leadership, including our head coach? How about we rally and say, okay, can't change the past. Past is done. Can't change it. We've got a four-game season. Three and one may not be good enough. May not be. We may need to go four and oh. We won three in the beginning. I don't want to hear about strength of schedule. We won three. How about as of right now, we refocus and rededicate ourselves as fans? Because that's what we want our Cowboys to do. So we can sit here and be angry and hold grudges and talk all this smack, but we want our team to turn around without our support, without our help, and go out and win games. Sorry, guys, we do matter. We do matter. In today's world, fans matter. Whether it's sitting in the, in the seats and supporting your team, whether it's what you say on social media, whether it's your participation in buying things to support the team to make them more profitable, don't underestimate your power. So since I'm telling you we have that kind of impact and power, why do we need to use it to be negative? Do you think you're upset more than the guys on that team, the coaches, all the player, all the personnel? This is what they do. Do you think you're more angry than Ezekiel Elliott? You don't think these guys want to win? You don't think these guys are frustrated? And they're the ones actually doing the job. But, you know, we fans think we got all the answers and we know everything. How about we try to put some positive vibes out there? And let's, let's you know, okay, you want to get one more good cry out? Go ahead, cry, get it out. You want to be all pissed off for a little while longer? Go ahead. Commissioner T, I give you permission. Go ahead, be mad. You want to throw out a few more angry tweets? about how frustrated you are, and I know this team is better. No, go do it. And when you're done, get your temper tantrum, okay? Take your baba out of your mouth and rally with me and with the rest of the real fans out there that are like, okay, 12 games down, 6-6. Six and six. We still have our season ahead of us. Let's go get this win in Chicago. Let's go get a new kicker, and let's go get this game. And we watch the shows, and we watch the website, and we support, and we tweet positive things. DC for life and all those acronyms you guys want to use. Yep, still my team, all those memes. Let's get them all out there. Let's let this team know that we're in their corner. If they're going to fight, I'm going to fight with you. If you're pissed off, I'm going to be pissed off with you, not at you. And let's help this team rally. Let's give them the support and the love that they deserve. We know this team is better than what they've shown us. And we pray to God that they get it together starting next Thursday night in Chicago. 
We've got a long week to wait, and then after that, we got to go 10 days for the next game. We get blessed with two games in a week, three games in 11 days, and then, you know, after next week, we got to wait. It's like our second bye. We got to wait. Wouldn't it be nice if you got to wait 10 days, just like the bye we had where we lost, where we beat Philly and we went on our bye. It was like, ah, I'm good. I won't see a Cowboy football game for two weeks. I don't care. I'm good. We got a nice dominating win. I'm good. Let's get that win against Chicago next Thursday. And then we got 10 days till the next game. It's all, it's good. It's all set. I think it's the Rams next. No problem. And let's support our team. And let's stop with all this negativity. This team sucks. And I'm not going to watch games anymore. Jerry Jones, you're the problem. I mean, I know you own the damn team, but you're the problem. You got to go. You got to subside. Oh, I know you put together a championship roster again, but you're the problem. Hey, like I said, he's a genius. He tried to motivate this team uh, after the last game. I said it on the show Tuesday night. What if this is what he was trying to do to see how this team would respond? And that's exactly what he was doing. And unfortunately, they didn't respond. Now he's back to being the dad. I got kids. I know, I know, I know the face. I know the voice inflections. I got it. He's dad again. I'm in your corner. I'm fighting with you guys now. For, I tried to fight against you. I tried to piss you off. It didn't work. Okay, dad's back. Dad got mad for a few days. Dad's back. Now let's go write history. Let's go. I got you. I got your back. That's what he said. I got your back, and I know Jason Garrett's got my back. Do you honestly think that Jason Garrett doesn't want to win? The guy played for Jimmy Johnson. He backed up Troy Aikman. Let's stop all this crap. You want him fired? I get it. I don't even disagree with you. It ain't happening. The ship has sailed till the end of the season. Let's see what happens. But let's stay focused. Let's get some positive energy out there. You know why? Because we can. I've said enough. An hour is more than enough. I feel better. Ah, Going to get ready to watch some stuff. Go have some breakfast with my kid before she goes back to school. Who knows? I might be back on the air tomorrow after I hear some of the blasphemy that's going to come out of all the shows. I'm going to hear uh, Stephen A. Smith saying that this team is not very good and they're not going to make the playoffs and the Eagles are going to win the division. That's coming. I'm going to hear Shannon Sharp say that the team isn't very good. Um, Dak regressed. Um, and, you know, the, the Eagles are going to win the division. I'm going to hear Skip Bayless um, frustrated that Jerry is not going to fire Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett's the problem. Um, and, you know, by next Thursday, Skip will come around and be picking the Cowboys to win. And, you know, we're going to go on a roll and blah, blah. You know, it'll happen. But Skip's got to have his negative day today. It, it's, you know, I'm going, to, I'm going to hear, you know, I'm going to hear Max Kellerman say, well, this is what this team's done all year. Why are you surprised? Like, I, I can, I, you don't even have to watch their shows. I can tell you everything that they're going to say. I, I can tell you. And maybe I'll hear something to really piss me off, and I'll come back. Um, I'll probably come back today, but maybe tomorrow and do another show. We'll see. I don't know. All I know is this. 
I'm still optimistic that this team can get it together because I've seen them play well earlier in the season. I saw them play well to start the year off. I saw them play well against Philly. I saw them rally against the um, 49ers. I mean, I'm sorry, the Packers down 31 to three and, and, and fought back to make it a game. Almost beat the Saints. Almost came back to beat the Jets. Should have beat the Vikings. Should have beat the Patriots. Like, even if we say they laid two eggs, there's still four other games that they could have won. I've seen it. I feel it. They've just got to put it together. And I think if they do their job and focus, let this negativity go and get focused, get happy, get, you know, like excited, like, okay, we lost. Let's go. Let's go. We might be able to get it done. Starts next Thursday night at Chicago. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Thanks for letting me uh, vent for about an hour. I hope you enjoyed it. I'll be back soon. Of course, the crew will be back Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Talk about this game a little bit more. And um, certainly going to talk about that Ravens, the Ravens uh, 49ers game. That should be a heck of a game. And any other game out there we want to talk about. So for my absent co-hosts, I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Have a great, great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, yesterday's feud was settled on the field, but that's the battle. It's not the war. Stay tuned. Everybody have a great day. Thank you.